0: Hey guys, thanks for tuning in to C3 Corumbans podcast. We want you to know that you are loved by a God who is love. So good to have you with us. Why don't you enjoy this week's sermon? It's very, very important to me, church. Let the noise die down. Hear from God. And whatever you feel on your heart, God calling you to do, the fruit will be love, joy, Peace, patience, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, (laughs) self-control. I'm going to get you back. (laughs) Self-control. Breathe in, breathe out. Amen? That's what God's people look like. Unapologetically, that's the one thing I'm going to keep calling you back to and challenging you to come back to. We're God's people. We're different. You've been saved for a purpose. You know, salvation isn't just washing you clean so you can keep acting the way we acted before. <laughs> Has anyone seen The Chosen? Anyone watching The Chosen at the moment? Do you love that line where Jesus is rehearsing his um, Sermon on the Mount with, with, Simon, uh, with Matthew? sorry? And he goes, what did you think I'd say? Do you think I'd come down and say, just keep doing what you've been doing for a thousand years? It's been working really well. <laughs> I love that line, but that's salvation. Do you think God's just going to clean you and go, now keep acting the way you were acting? And it calls us to act like Him, become like Him. We're growing in Christ. Amen? Yeah. So I just want to keep calling us back to that. It's not about not having an opinion. It's about having God's heartbeat for the world. Yeah. And today we're going to do tag team preachers. I'm going to get down in a minute. We have some incredible speakers there. We've got Denzel somewhere. We've got Michelle. Yeah. We've got Jono. And the heartbeat of today is talking on sharing the gospel. And you might see, if it's your first time, sorry, welcome. Church, can we welcome all our visitors again? I know Calm already did it, but so good to have you here. If we haven't met yet, my name is Dan. My wife Hannah and I get to pastor this incredible church, a church right now that is going through a bunch of pivoting and changing and flipping and flopping. But in the midst of it all, we're staying faithful to Jesus Christ and what He's called us to do. And we, for five, nearly six years, have had our five values on the wall. But the last five years, we've been preaching out of this verse. So this week, we got it up there. And how flippin' cool is that when the lights are up more after you'll see it later. But um, underlined, you should have seen what I sent Em. Em's at the back, our graphic designer and creative director. Can we thank Em for everything she does? She's phenomenal. I sent her this big thing. I'm like, Em, I've got an idea. I want the scripture. I want the invitations. I want the the practices. What does each invitation mean? And then I want, what does it look like in our lives all over the world? She's like, it's a bit busy. And I was like, thank you, Em for talking back and uh, sending us this, which looks significantly better. But underlined is each invitation from Jesus. And I was just walking around praying this week, just staring at that wall. I'm like, Lord, help me take you up on each invitation. And right now, we've, we've been preaching out of come to me, that's worship. We preach out of get away with me, that's prayer. And then we just finished preaching out of Walk With Me, which was the Word of God, just walking in this relationship with God. And now we're stepping into Work With Me, which we want, I I just wanted to clarify before we get our tag team preachers up. For this month we're going to talk on sharing the gospel. And if there is one thing I'm convinced of the most... uh, one of the largest, you know, most debilitating, like, stumbling blocks to a Christian is the thought of having to, to just cold turkey share the gospel with someone in the street. Anyone else with me? I'm an introvert. That freaks me out. Some people are just so good at it, as I've said, that i said. <laughs> I didn't want Leanne to preach on this because she makes us all feel really bad. She just sits on her gate at Laguna and people walk past. She's like, hi, you want to talk about the gospel and have a cup of tea? And I'm like, it's so not me. That's, that is not me. I can't do that. So I, I wanted John instead to preach his talk today because he and I freak out about that stuff. But sharing the gospel, here's what I want it to be. How do we show Christ to our world? So even if you're like so scared talking about the Bible and Christianity with your work colleague, how do you show them Jesus? How do you shine your light among men? Matthew 5:16: let your light shine among men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father in heaven. That verse doesn't even touch on hearing you preach the gospel or exegetically and hermeneutically interpreting Leviticus for them. Like, don't worry about that. It's, be a good person. Show them Jesus and they'll give glory to God in heaven. So this month, the heartbeat of this month, how do we show Christ to our world? Amen. And so I'm so excited for it today and it gives me great privilege. I'm just going to introduce first person and they're all going to preach. Uh, and oh, Sorry, a, a welcome to Zoom as well. One more time, I know we already did it. Can we welcome all our Zoom <laughs> family, any Queenslanders that couldn't make it, any New South Welshmen locked up. I saw Tony and Grace O'Toole doing an incredible cook-up last night. I nearly broke the law just to come down and have some dinner with you guys. That looked phenomenal, but we love you. Uh, family down in Tweed, we're with you in this time. If we can help in any way, please let us know. During the last lockdown, uh, two weeks ago in Queensland, we were able to help a bunch of families here just struggling financially, and so we want to do that. Anyone down there, this week's going to be really brutal for you. Please let us know. Contact your Soza leader, contact church, call me. Uh, we're with you guys in this season, okay? And so now we're preaching on sharing the gospel. I'm going to get into it. it. gives me such an honor to introduce the first speaker, Denzel, today. He is our youth pastor. He's our service producer, all-around good guy, somehow still single. Come on up here, Denzel Washington. Gaga.
1: Thank you. Thank you. Hey, morning, church. How are we going? Um, yeah, just as Pastor Dan introduced me, Yeah, I get the privilege of running what I would say, the greatest youth ministry in the world, Neon Youth, and we're the greatest team in the world. Um, can we just give a round of applause? Because I'm blessed with the greatest team. Um, I can't do it alone. I need those guys. Those guys are phenomenal, um, and they they volunteer every Friday night as well as volunteering even their Sunday morning. So, just incredible servant-hearted people. And one more shout out. I wanted to do. She's an honorary Neon Youth member. And that's actually, a lot of people don't know this, it's actually Lynn Tilly. Now, last year, she actually came to me. She said, can I join you guys in your prayer meetings every Friday night? I said, yeah, come along. And every Friday night since the end of last year has been there praying with us, believing with us in our meetings. Um, She's an incredible blessing. So I really just want to honor her today. Um, She is an honorary Neon Youth team member. So... Lynn is incredible, incredible faith. Um, but today I really wanted to preach on a message. It is a condensed version of what I spoke on on Friday. So the youth team and all the youth heard me speak it on Friday night. Um, and so, yeah, it's a condensed version. So I encourage if you're a parent of any of, the, of our youth, um, if, you get, if they get in the car with you once you pick them up, um, I know it's... I encourage you, ask them that question. What was the message tonight? And we follow the same series as church. We're also going to the series of Unforced Rhythms of Grace. So I encourage you, when you get in that car, hey, what did you guys preach on tonight? And if you've been paying attention in church, you know that we're going to be talking about sharing the gospel. So next week, you can be like, so what did, what did we talk about at sharing the gospel at youth tonight? And I'm sure they'll give these massive, good answers, um, if of course they're listening. Um, so who knows? But I encourage you, have that conversation with your young children, uh, with your children that go to youth, about what we speak on Friday nights because it's exactly the same as what we speak about on Sunday morning. So I really just wanted to say that. But now that I've done a bit of shout outs and just clarified some things, we are continuing our series Unforced Rhythms of Grace and we are into our fourth invitation, Walk with Me. Oh no, work with me, sorry. And yeah, I make sure I did the right one. Work with me. And I really wanted to do a quick illustration, and I did this illustration on Friday night, so the team's probably going to cringe at me doing this illustration once again. But something I noticed about human behavior is that when you go into, a roo- uh, go into say, a social setting, and there's people you've never met before, majority of the time, and this is something I know I do, and I've seen other people do it, is that you walk into a room. Say I've just walked into a room, and I see a person there, And I immediately want to meet this person. So I'll be like, hey, I'm Denzel. What's your name? And they would say, oh, I'm Denzel also. No way. You're Denzel. Denzel. And this is a question we usually all ask, well, I find. What do you do for work? Well, well, Denzel, I'm an actor. I act in um, Equalizer. I got in Man in Fire, Deja Vu, um, all the good ones. No way! And scene. So some of those references on Friday night actually went over people's heads. A lot of them don't know who Denzel Washington is, but you guys do, so that's good. Um, But usually when we go into a setting, we get asked that question of, what's your name, what do you do for work? And we're so quick with our response to that answer because we have a pre-rehearsed response. And how I think about it, because in a way, we are unashamed about what we do for work. We're just so, yep, this is what I do for work. There's this unashamedness about what we do for work. And I thought about this, I thought, imagine if we were just as unashamed about what we did for work as we are about Jesus. Imagine if we were just as unashamed about Jesus as we are about our careers. And... I know that we can think of that phrase, unashamed, and we think, man, I I don't know how to be unashamed. Well, there's a good practical scripture that I really want to read through. But before we do that, I think we should pray. So let's all close our eyes, bow our heads. Dear Lord, help. Amen. It's a quick, I don't have much time. It's a tag team preach today. So, but please, Lord, help us. The scripture is Acts 1 verse 8, and it says, But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. And you will be my witnesses, witnesses t- uh, telling, people and telling people about me everywhere in Jerusalem, throughout Judea, in Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. So the one practical, I got two points from that little scripture there. I'm going to tell you about the practical thing that's helped me, as a young man of faith, just grow in that comfortability in sharing the gospel. And that is sharing the gospel with first my Christian friends. And developing the habit of being open about my faith with my Christian friends. And so the point really I want to make, the first point is begin in Jerusalem. And when I think about begin in Jerusalem, it's like, well, Jerusalem was the birthplace of the early church. So in a way, it represents the body of believers. So if you're nervous about sharing your gospel, doing that cold turkey um, street preaching, just start by getting comfortable by sharing the gospel with Christian people. Because sometimes we don't even do, I know I've, I had to get to a point where I was like, I'm not even open about my faith with my Christian friends. And I had to grow in that to be like, okay, this is my faith. This is the revelations that I'm receiving. So I encourage you, if you're struggling to do the same with your non-Christian colleagues, your friends, um, just random people you meet on the street, I encourage you, develop the habit of talking about your faith amongst other believers, and just really developing that conversation, just, and not talking about just on a, with a mic and on a stage, but in conversation, and really just normalizing your faith in everyday conversation, and so people I love chatting to about faith, um, um, people that probably helped me develop this, because I've just had those conversations, there's people like Dan B, I'm going to give him a shout out, Um, people like Mikey as well, like, I know growing up with them, just talking about revelations that we're having from the, our, our weekly Bible studies, or um, even just talking about what's God leading us in, and what are we learning about the Bible and having those conversations. And when that became normal for me in that setting, I slowly became it became normal for me to have those same exact conversations with my non-Christian friends. Because for an example, Mikey and I talk a lot about money, but we talk about it from the biblical principles of what a lot of proverbs say and um, what what the Bible says about money. So we have those conversations. And when I have those same conversations with people talking about money, I always tend to drop a bit of scripture. I'm like, this is, what script, this is what scripture says. This is what I believe about finance with my non-Christian friends. So when you develop that, that becomes normal. That just becomes natural. And with terms of sharing the gospel, and the reason why that's an important point to make is because Sharing the gospel is not a one-off thing that you just do here and there. It's actually a regular thing that we engage in and we do every day. So let's start by normalizing it and and talking about Jesus in just general, everyday conversation. So let's normalize it. So that's my first point. But my second point would be just a tag off that, is that even in those settings, you can't share Revelation... Unless you're receiving revelation, and obviously that point in the Acts one verse eight, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. So you can't do it in your own strength. Just sharing the gospel, you got to do it through the power of the Holy Spirit. And I know we can think power when we think of just like this big powerful thing and big brah. That's my impression of what power looks like, um, but. We can think about that. But if we think about how the disciples, I think about when Jesus said to the disciples, hey, stay in Jerusalem until the Holy Spirit comes. And when I read that, I think it's Jesus saying, hey, wait for the Holy Spirit before you go out and preach the gospel. Just wait for the Holy Spirit first. And when I think of them waiting, I don't think of them just sitting there doing nothing. Maybe like you know, just checking their nails or just walking around, looking up. I don't think they just did nothing and waited. I believe that in their waiting, they were reading what was already written about Jesus. Yeah. You know, they had the Torah, they had a bit of the prophecies from the um, the prophets, they would have had some of the gospel written up, because um, obviously this this is after, this is in Acts, I'm sure the four gospels were somewhat written then, Um is that they were reading what was already written about Jesus. Now, it wasn't in the form of this Bible, like a book, but they were still reading the, what was said about Jesus, what had already happened with Jesus. And that's how I picture them waiting. And then the Holy Spirit fell on them on the day of Pentecost. And then Peter just preached this phenomenal word in Acts 2, and he does reference a lot of Old Testament And I think, imagine if he didn't read the Old Testament before that day of Pentecost. He probably would not have known the Old Testament well enough to preach such a good word. And so what I'm trying to say is that in our waiting, let's wait like the disciples waited by opening up our Bibles and reading Scripture. Because I think in those moments is when the Holy Spirit comes upon us because when you read there's this revelation that the words jump out of the book and it it's not like it just becomes knowledge in here but it becomes true in here and that's holy spirit prompted but you first got to wait on him before you go out and i think about even with our scripture for the for this series out of the 5 invitations, what I find interesting is that two of those invitations share the exact same sentence, and that's being walk with me and work with me. You can't work with Jesus unless you first walk with Jesus. You can't share the gospel unless you know the gospel. You, you can't tell people about Revelation until you've received Revelation. Or you can't tell people what you've seen unless you've seen it for yourself. You can't tell people how much they are loved unless you know and accept how much you are loved. And the Bible is a love letter to you. So if there's anything that you can remember from today, this morning, is that you are loved by a God who is love. And if you don't, I can say that, but that won't become true unless you make that conscious decision, I'm going to open up this Bible and receive it for myself. And in that, the Holy Spirit will come upon you, and there will just be this truth, this revelation, so good that you can't contain. But that begins when you decide, to. I'm going to wait for a revelation. I'm going to wait for a word from God to know how much I'm loved. And that starts by opening your Bible. And then if you get caught up in like, okay, I don't know who who to share it with, then again, that just goes back to that first point. Tell those Christian friends of yours, the revelation that you received. Make that your normal conversation. So that's all I've got to say, but I really want to welcome up Pastor Michelle. She's going to speak a phenomenal word.
2: That was was so good. Thanks, Denzel. That was awesome. So good. Good morning. And to Zoom people out there, the New South Welshmen, David, Renee, Grace, Tony... Um, So this morning, Sharing the Gospel, come work with me. Um, The title I have, Sharing the Gospel, There's Three Whys, Three Hows and One When. (laughs) I had to keep it structured because as Dan knows I go off on all these tangents. (laughs) So the first point or the first why uh, comes in Matthew 28 18 to 20 and Jesus came spoke to them saying all authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth go therefore make disciples of all nations baptizing them in the name of the father son the holy spirit teaching them to observe all things that I have commanded you and lo I am with you always even to the end end of the age amen so my first point is that's the first why, basically, because God said so. Yeah. Nothing deep, just God <laughs> said so. And my second why, well, it's because of God's great love for the world. Um, in John three sixteen, it says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, Jesus, that whoever, whosoever, I love that, whosoever believes in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. So my second point, because of God's love and eternal life, who, who does not want to know that they can have eternal life? Um, that's my second point. Um, third is because the gospel gives people hope. Um, it's good news. It's good news to the lost, the downhearted, the lonely um, there's a lot of people out there guys that need to hear the hope that resides in you. Colossians 1:27. To them God willed to make known what are the riches of the glory of His mystery. Uh, not sorry, among the Gentiles, that's you and I, which is in Christ, uh, which is Christ Jesus in you, the hope of glory. Everyone here who knows Christ who's saved born again has the hope of glory residing in them Um, and saying that um, people need to know that hope that's in you Jesus Christ I just want to actually get my wonderful husband up Kurt for a quick minute because he was sharing a wonderful testimony with me the other day and it fits in beautiful with this hope in us
3: Did you know Bruce Willis was getting a cameo in the latest Goldie Hawn movie (laughs) today? (laughs) Um, Hello to all our brothers and sisters out there in New South Wales, we love you. A few years ago, Stephen, Yvette Bolson, uh, Claus and Shandell and Michelle and I uh, had the privilege of running a parenting course in Palm Beach Crumman High School, which was pretty much of a miracle at the time. So... Uh, Through that, we connected with some people in the community, and that's probably seven years ago now, at least, I think, Uh, maybe longer. But um, uh, for those of you who don't know, I'm a policeman. I got called to a community police beat about 14 years ago with my family. And uh, we, like I said, we connected with these people, and I had a knock at the door the other day, and uh, a lady came in, and I recognised her from the course, and she looked absolutely distraught and terrified and very fearful and she said oh, with all this stuff going on in the world I didn't know who to see, I didn't know who I could trust, I didn't know who to talk to and um, she said and, and, and I thought of you and sh- she said um, <coughs> "She said you're a Christian but I know you live it which was you know such a great compliment and um, so she came and sat with me and she's in the medical profession and she unloaded for about an hour about all her concerns with everything that's going on and corona and vaccines and the whole lot. And and I could have sort of maybe debated her or pointed to other information or whatever, you know, but um, I just listened to her and then I just felt something drop in my spirit um, that, you know, you just need to share something with her. And I said, look, you've opened up up the conversation about my faith, can I share with you a bit? Um, And she said, yeah, please. And I said, look even if all this stuff comes true that you're telling me, if the worst comes to the worst, the absolute worst, the difference between you and me is that my hope is eternal, my faith and hope in Christ, regardless of what happens, the very worst, I have hope in an eternal life and future with Jesus Christ. And she said, I believe in God. And I said, maybe you should invest a bit more time exploring exactly what that means for you. So... That's my testimony. Thanks, son.
2: That was awesome. Thanks, son. Which brings me to my next, is the how. Um, how do we share the gospel? And one of these ways um, is by the way we live. Um, in Matthew um, five sixteen, 16, um, it says, Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father in heaven. So... Um, I thought that was a perfect example that Kurt shared that, you know, sharing, people need to see the light that resides in us. And I always ask, you know, am I lighting the room up when I walk in or when I leave? <laughs> we want to light the room up. And when I say that, I'm not suggesting that we have to be high on Jesus, you know, happy, 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 you know. <laughs> We need to relate also. And um, it's even in our sufferings, you know, our trials, um, in sickness, you know, people are watching us and we, they, we're the hope of this world, even in our sufferings. And it's, it's not about the happiness. Happiness is so short-lived. It's up and down. We can be happy in the morning and then not so happy in the afternoon. But it's that inner joy that we get when we receive Christ in our hearts. It's that everlasting inner joy joy that we have, no matter what comes our way. Amen. Amen. Um, so the second way we can share the gospel is to actually tell someone. Um, you can't, just keep in mind, I think Denzel touched on this as well, you can't open someone's heart to the truth of the gospel. That's, but God can. Okay, John six four four. No one can come to come to me unless the Father who sent me draws him. That is the work of the Holy Spirit to actually bring someone to the salvation of Christ. But it's up to us as believers to lead them um, towards Him. Um, and maybe, maybe you're afraid of you know sharing the gospel. Um, there's um, First thing I would suggest, and Danzo, you pinch my scripture, um, <laughs> pray because in Acts one you'll receive power when the Holy Spirit's come upon you and you'll be my witnesses. Um, you know, just pray. God, give me that um, divine wisdom. Give me the words that perhaps I need to say to someone. And I'd suggest to guys, there's plenty of resources online as well. You can look up Um to help you, give you a baseline of what you perhaps need to share as well. Um, and I, I find when someone, when they're at that point of salvation, you can't actually really say the wrong thing. Hey, I, I have found that when someone's heart is right ready and open, you can't really say the wrong thing. Um, and I think it's important too um, to get that, Baseline of what you want to say and share with someone, but as long as it comes from your heart naturally, um, you can't, you know, copy perhaps you know a Billy Graham. (laughs) It's got to come from you naturally. And one of the best ways is just share your testimony. You know, sharing your testimony of what God has done for you is, I find, is one of the best ways. Because they can't argue with what God's done in your life. Um, so um, how? So by, by the way we live, telling someone. And the third way, uh, invite them to church. Um, I make a point at our home, if you ever come to our house, I've got little, the church's invite cards near our front door. And I just have this pat with myself, whoever comes to my door... Whether it's um, mostly strangers at the <laughs> police speak I will ma- I will actually invite every single one of them to church. Um, they will get that invite into their hairs <laughs> as they walk out the door. Um, so, and I just I just find we had one guy that came in. He was doing inspection in our house, and nice guy was chat, chatting. He spent a good hour at our house and talking in and out, not a lot. And as he was about to go, we were at the door and I said, oh, here's an invite to our church. And within that, he stayed another hour <laughs> <laughs> and opened up about his family, heartaches. And, you know, we were able to say, look, we can, we can pray for you. And, you know, whether he comes to church or not is besides the point. It's a seed. You know, you're just planting seeds into some people. Some will water And some will harvest. So I just find when you invite people to church, it's a massive seed into their lives. You just never know where they're at. Um, And I find with people too, and when you're talking, just listening, listening to them. We know, we're so good at talking, just ask my husband. But listening is really important. Um, Listening does not mean, you know, giving advice Going off on tangents, over intellectualizing everything that's going on in the world. Um, it's just having an open ear and just listening to what they have to say, and you find they'll start to tell them your life, their life story. Um, so that's the hows. Um, my last point is the when: when to share the gospel, and pretty much it's whenever the opportunity. Arises, and I, I find um, it's looking out for those God moments. You know, when you when you are praying, Lord, you know, show me, bring me people. Just, just being having that awareness daily of God. Who, who's, who are you bringing to me? Who are you showing me? Whether it the shops, schools, um, church to those that walk in who, who don't know Christ. Um, just being having that awareness of what the Holy Spirit how he wants to use you for that particular person and I I just finish off with a little story a few months ago um, Branson our our eldest son he was on the way to work one morning and there was a, a guy that guy ran out of petrol or something. We're, we're right, the police beat's next still to Caltech's petrol station. So we often see people pushing their cars to the petrol station. And um, Branson, this one day, this car was quite a few hundred yards away and Branson actually stopped and crossed the road to help this guy to the petrol station. And he was telling us about it. And I'm like, okay. And then a couple of days later, that same guy... Knocked at our door and I was home by myself. And being a police, I always keep our security screen locked until I suss them out and go, You're a criminal or you're okay? Okay, you. <laughs> <laughs> and I thought, No, he's, he's good, he's okay. And he starts talking. And he says, Oh, he said, Listen, the other day in the ute, my ute calmed down. He said, Your son, Branson, he lives here. I went, oh, yeah. And I unlocked the door and walked out. And he said, I was so impressed that every single one that just drove past, he stopped on the other side of the road, crossed it and and pushed, helped me push this car. He said, he's a young guy. I was so impressed that young 20-year-old, 20-something, would actually help me. And we just got on this conversation. An hour later, he's still <laughs> talking to me. And then Kurt rocks up, and I was thinking, this is a God opportunity. You know, my sons helped him. Now he's at my front door. This guy's going to hear the name of Jesus at least once. <laughs> yeah. And um, I just gave him in an invite. I, I actually said, "Oh, you?" He was mentioning the man upstairs. I went, "Oh, are you a believer?" He goes, "Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I've got a belief in God." You know, I said, "Do you go go to church?" He goes no and um so from there i went you need to come visit our church and it just it just went from there lovely guy and but it was just a seed planted in that guy's life you never know when he's going to rock up one day not maybe not to our church maybe some church but yeah so thanks guys that's it i want to introduce john bless you john
4: morning church Amazing. Can we please thank Pastor Michelle and Pastor Denzel? I'm not going to lie, a part of me wished you sucked, so it was easier for me, but it was brilliant. Um, so I uh, first found out that I was preaching on this topic about four weeks ago, and I absolutely thought it was a mistake. With all my heart, I thought either Dan meant to type my wife Leanne, because as we know, she is the epitome of a gospel-sharing machine, uh or the topic was wrong but um so I was going to email Dan but I waited and had a chat and he's like no I want to hear from someone who's not good at it (laughs) (laughs) no (laughs) no but actual true story so the week after I find out um my wife's like hey babe uh, the kids have been invited to this birthday party in the park I'm like oh cool who is it she goes oh it's these uh kids from mums and bubs the twins and I'm like oh cool do they go to church She's like, oh, no, no, we were in the park one day and they came up and ate Ellie's food and I just chatted to them and then I invited their mum to church. And I was like, you definitely should be talking. But then it gets better. We get there, I hang out for about two minutes and I'm like, babe, I gotta go. So I left and I came back and picked her up, went home, had to read, had a pray, started to write my message and then I realised I'd left a party full of unsaved people to come home and write a message on sharing the gospel. LAUGHTER So, this message has been uh, an amazing revelation for me, uh, and I hope it is for you. Uh, But the scripture I'm going to preach out of this morning is Matthew 5, 13 to 16, and I'll be reading out of the message because I just like the wording. So, let me tell you, this is Jesus speaking, let me tell you why you are here. You're here to be the salt seasoning that brings out the God flavors of this earth. If you lose your saltiness, how will people taste godliness? You've lost your usefulness and you'll end up in the garbage. Here's another way to put it. You're here to be light, bringing out the God colours in this world. God is not a secret to be kept. We're going public with this, as public as a city on a hill. And if I make you a light bearer, do you think that I'm going to hide you under a bucket? Do you? No. I'm putting you on a light stand. Now that I've put you on a hilltop or on a light stand, shine, keep open houses, be generous with your lives by opening up to others, you'll prompt people to open up to God. So, uh, point number one, sharing the gospel is for everyone. Verse 13, Jesus says, let me tell you why you're here. You're here to be the salt and again in verse 14, you're here to be the light I believe that every single one of us has been given the commandment to share the gospel. It's the last thing Jesus says to the disciples in three of the gospels and one of the last things he says in John. It says in 2 Corinthians 5 that God brought us back to himself through Christ. Now we have all been given the task of reconciling people back to him. We were created to have a relationship with God. When we sinned, he called us back to himself and now he's tasked us to help bring others back to him too. Now, we are not all evangelists, as I just mentioned. Uh, and sure, there's some fundamental uh, uh, elements in sharing the gospel like Jesus. Um, but I can promise you, it looks different for every single one of us. There is not a single person here who is exactly the same. We all have different friends, different workplaces, different neighbours, different personalities. We have all been being handcrafted by God and positioned somewhere in this world to shine a light and to reach a people that we will reach better than anyone else. <laughs> Again, it doesn't matter if you're the next Billy Graham with a microphone and an international audience or if you're John Smith who lives in a small western town of 30 people, you are there to shine a light, the light of our God. Yeah. So how do we do it? We just be the light. Verse 16, now that I have put you on a hilltop or a lampstand, shine, just shine. It doesn't say shout, it just says shine. The way we live our lives is the greatest testimony to the gospel that we have, as Pastor Kurt just mentioned. A, a very good quote that I love, Francis Francis of Assisi, preach the gospel at all times and when necessary, use words. I believe Uh, We know actions speak louder than words and light travels faster than sound. I believe the transformation of our lives is the greatest tool that we have. People should look at us, as Pastor Dan mentioned earlier, people should look at us and see something different. We should be different, we should act different, we should react different. We are no longer of this world, we have been made alive, the Spirit of God lives inside us. People should look at us, thank you Lord, yeah, amen, thank you Lord. And I'm not talking about uh, nice houses, nice cars, nice jobs. We have the answer. Uh, They will want what we have because we have what they were created to have, a relationship with God. We have hope. We have joy. We have love for brothers and sisters, for our fellow neighbours. We should shine. We should look different. Thank you, Lord. Number three, and we need to know this. It's been mentioned already. It is God and God alone who brings salvation. I didn't even start my timer. It is God and God alone who brings salvation. 1 Corinthians 3, some plant and some water, but it is God who brings growth. Uh, It is God and God alone who can open eyes, who can open ears. It's God and God alone who one touch will change a person's life. It's not us. We shine the light and we allow God and trust God to do what he's going to do. We can be certain. So what do we do in the meantime? Pray, pray, pray. Pray for opportunity. Pray for people's hearts to be softened. Pray for our loved ones. For those who don't know, uh, I am, in November, I'll be 10 years clean and sober. Uh, thank you. Thank you, Lord. Um, but I was a, a, a drug addict. I was a meth ed, Um My little brother, my dad, my mum, they prayed for me for decades and they didn't give up. And uh, I had a direct word from God here that I would not be here if not for the prayers of my family. So I don't know what that means, but I know that prayer works, that prayer opens windows where God can move into people's worlds and, and, and change things. Woo! All right. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. And one other thing, especially when it comes to our loved ones, Salvation is a long game, I believe. It's a long game. Uh, Have we ever had friends who've gone into a pyramid scheme or something like that, and it's like, avoid them at the shops, you don't want to go to their house. We don't want to be that to our friends. Hey, mate, you accepted Jesus yet? (laughs) You know, we pray. We let that light shine, and we pray, and we pray. Um, I had the amazing opportunity of leading my nan to Christ, uh, 2014, she was given two weeks to live, she said, I want John to come down, nine months later, she's still kicking it, um, but she, she mocked Christianity, she said, faith, Christianity, religion is for weak people who are lost, um, she continually did that um, and then nine months later, I was in the shower in Sydney, it's freezing cold, I felt the Lord say, go and say to her, I know you don't believe, but I do and I'd like you to think tonight, what if I'm right? So I'm in the shower, I'm getting out, I was freaking out and then I ran down there in my towel. I'm like, I know you don't believe, but I do and what if I'm right? And then she goes, I think you might be. And I was what? So, so um, I led her through the prayer uh, and then I ran outside and called Pastor the day. I was like, did I say the right thing? This is what happened. This is, what, is, she, is she there? Um, God's grace is is bigger than we could ever imagine a lady who mocked christianity her whole life who never had a chance i believe he positioned me there that she could see it and my wonderful wife as she came down and she called on christ and now she's in heaven so have faith never give up our purpose is people uh and we were all handmade and placed by god thank you lord Epic! <laughs>
0: One more time, can we thank all our three speakers today? You guys are phenomenal. So good.
4: How good was that?
0: He always freaks out about it, and then he preaches better than me. You jerk! Good job. It's epic. <laughs> we hope it helped. And once again, um, just before we finish today, the the heart. We want you to catch, just to keep bringing us as a church back to our true north. If I can even challenge with this thought, the number one win, the biggest goal, isn't even just building this church. It's people meeting Jesus. The reason you need to hear that's from someone who's devoted their life to this church. I love this church with all of my heart. But if people come here, feel connected here, loved here, attend every week, attend small groups, call this place home and have no relationship with Jesus, that's not a win. Just so we keep the true north the true north. Amen, church? The thing I loved about the three speakers today, they were so clear that even if we freak out, we're called to bring Jesus to our world. And it uh, can be a daunting task from time. Amen? But eternity is real. And once we get that, uh, we, I don't want us to ever be motivated by fear, but I do want us to get the severity of the task at hand. And this isn't some consumeristic fun group of friends. These are people, all of us here, everyone, saved by God's grace, into a relationship with Jesus. And as John said, we're just called to, to go and sow seeds and water seeds. So let's get to work. Amen? Work with me. I love that, with me. If you think that God is asking you to share the gospel and do this all in your own strength, you'll freak out. (laughs) As all three of our speakers said today, how grateful are we that God's with us? He's with us, amen? He's with us. I loved as Michelle was speaking about the Great Commission in Matthew, all authority and all power has been given to me, therefore go, make disciples. And he finishes with what? Behold, I am with you always to the end of the age. I was reading a commentary this week and I loved, they started on Matthew and it says, how beautiful is it Matthew starts with Christ being revealed as Emmanuel, the with us God and Matthew finishes with and behold I am with you always to the end of the age. Matthew is sandwiched with, God is with you and so worry less about getting it all perfect in your head, just worry less, just let Jesus shine and know He's with you, flowing through you you're doing all the work, amen? But, the reason I do want us to collectively look at this for a month is sometimes we forget that there is work to be done and we just attend, we read our Bible every now and again, we just do the whole Christian thing. There's a task at hand, church. Amen? People need to know they're loved so much. Well, I'm going to finish today's service there and what I hope you heard. If you are here and you've never called yourself a Christian, what I'm praying is you heard Jesus loves you so 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 much it's incredible and John said it perfectly he said they will want what we have because they (laughs) were created to have what we have what I'm hoping you felt is that something in you was created for Jesus Christ nothing brings me greater joy than getting to pray with you in the moment you receive Jesus so we're going to finish our service there I'm going to wait there. I'm going to stay there. I want to meet you. If that's you, if in your heart, you say, I want to give my life to Jesus Christ. Come and see me after the service. I want to pray with you, get to know you more. If you don't want to come and see me at the back, who's at the back now? Is that Lee? Hey, Lee. And, and Janet as well. We've got a white desk there filled with Bibles. If you, you just don't want to come and see me, just grab a Bible, get the Word of God, read how much Jesus loves you this week, I beg you. Go and get one for free. But apart from that, let me pray for you. And then Christian, what I hope that you, are, you caught this week, how can we let our light shine? Just think about that at work, at school, online, 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 I'll say it again, online, online, when you jump online, and online, and one more time, online. How can we let a light of Jesus shine this week? Amen? Let's pray. Lord, we love you. Good, faithful, incredible God. We thank you that you came down to earth on a rescue mission to save us. You saved us, God. Everyone here calls yourself a Christian. You saved us. Now, let that fill us with confidence that you are at work in our loved ones, our family and our friends and our neighbours that don't know you yet. You're at work in their heart. Use us to save them too, Jesus. In your mighty name we pray. Amen.